0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Rod Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. The Greenland's own Ben Helsink. And with me this week for a change is my co host, the Ghost Finder General himself, Mr. Richard Felix. Good evening
2: or good afternoon.
0: Are you well? I am uh, not well because it's tax time here, and uh, yeah, you know, you know what I'm
2: saying. Yeah, we've—I think we've gone through tax time. um, Yes, fifth of April. Um, But uh, yeah, uh, I—sorry, I wasn't with you last week, but I uh, had—I was electioneering, um, putting up as a local councillor for the city of Derby. And guess what? What? I lost. No. Yes. Damn (laughs) ghost. me, Mr. Darby, and I didn't get in. It's all a ghost. I, don't, I can't believe it. I'm, I'm I'm, very disappointed, but I'll tell you something. Just to be part of, of an election campaign, uh, we're only talking... Obviously, remember, we, we've we had over here, we've had a, a general election at the same time as, as the local elections. Um, very, yeah, I heard that exciting. was quite a mess, too. Oh, we are in a mess. Oh, aren't we in a mess? But uh, apparently it's going to be a coalition between... Uh, Um, the Liberal Democrats and the Conservatives. The Prime Minister's just gone and resigned. He's just going to see the Queen now. Really? Yeah. All breaking news. And you heard it first on Ghost Chronicles. We did. (laughs) You did indeed. Yeah, the Prime Minister's resigned. Um, So we're now going to have a coalition government, which is what I thought we should have had in the first place. Because we're in a crisis. So, how does that affect the ghost world? I don't think that it will. I really don't think it'll make the slightest difference. Um, it all depends. Because yeah, I suppose, on it depends really, what, 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 how much they tax us, uh, and how much money people are going to have left at the end of the week. But uh, I don't think it'll make a lot of difference. To be quite honest with you, we've we've yeah. been through recessions before.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 nuts, but uh, you know it's it's the
2: way it is. Oh, it is. Very much so, yeah. I mean, you know, we've had the same government for 13 years. So uh, I suppose we're ready for a change. But unfortunately, I won't be involved in it. So uh, I shall get on with with other things to do with ghosts, which is much more exciting. Uh, you know where I am tonight, of course. Uh, no, why don't you tell me? Does it not sound a little... Um, Spooky? 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 Um, if I sort of give you a couple of clues, I presume you can hear some chains and.
0: So you want the wife, is that what you're trying to tell me?
2: And listen to the bolts go on the doors. We're in, we're in the most haunted place in Great Britain. <laughs> Darby jail. Oh, I thought that would be the Queen's bedroom. No, no. <laughs> Ooh, no, that's not. Funnily enough, um, about five years ago, I did, uh, I did a DVD, uh, as you do, on Ghosts of London. And would you believe Buckingham Palace is haunted? Really? Oh, really? Genuine? Yeah, There's because uh, Buckingham Palace at the top of Pall Mall is, is on the site of an old monastery. Usual story. And there's a, a monk with a brown habit that actually wanders, um, usually in the grounds, outside uh, Buckingham Palace. And there's also um, one of the, I'm not sure, I think it was one of Queen Victoria's footmen, actually committed suicide, shot himself in, in, inside the palace. And people often hear the sound of gunshots inside the palace, which of course is not the best thing to hear inside Buckingham Palace when the Queen's there.
0: No, not at all.
2: No, but it's it's phantom, phantom gunshots. It's not not. Written. Nobody ever finds any. So uh, yeah, so we you know we have a whole just like you with the White House, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, wait a minute.
0: I got to go back because y- you talked about this, and and uh, you know, I, even in research for our new book, which is called Ghosts Today, which is coming out in September, um, there are, there are a lot of monk ghosts. There are a lot of nun ghosts. I mean, yes. according to your theory people don't, the ghosts are there because they're afraid to move on, because of hell oh, and damnation. Well, Hellfire and damnation. Yeah, if these were people yeah. of the clock, then they have nothing to fear, then they shouldn't be haunted, according to your uh, explanation yes. here, uh,
2: Mr. Felix. So, uh, now, I, how do we explain this? I'll explain it to you now. Purely and simply, the fact is that nuns, there are more nuns and monks, uh, ghosts in this country, than, than, than monks any other ghosts, and the reason being that when Henry VIII took over the Catholic faith and we all became Protestants, if you could just imagine what it was like for those religious people, they were renouncing the Pope, they were renouncing their religion and coming over to some guy that says, by the way, I'm the the head of the church now, it's a little bit like, um, let me think, Uh, give me a couple of um, rival baseball teams. Red Sox and Yankees, that's easy. Okay, well, can you imagine a Red Sox supporter having to go over and sit, and and regardless of whether he wanted to, to become a Yankee supporter? Mm-hmm. Just think what it would be like for him.
0: Yeah, but that that wasn't always to happen. There were many, many, many of them that uh, did their work uh, secretly, uh, outside of the eyes of the government. I mean, isn't that yeah, why you yeah. a lot of the homes have priest holes in them?
2: Yeah, but you know what happened to people priests that were found hiding in priest holes? They were. No, it wasn't pleasant. They were hanged, drawn, and quartered for high treason. And the reason mm-hmm. they used to hang, draw, and quarter them was because the body wouldn't be whole on the Day of Judgment, and so the spirit or soul wouldn't be whole, and they would be condemned to burn in hellfire for eternity. Hence Interesting. the fact there are so many nuns and monks. But honest to God, I mean, I have a prime example just up the road from here, from here Derby Jail, uh, yep. we have um, a haunted, um, a haunted churchyard. Uh, lots of order, but there's nothing left of the churchyard; it's gone. But in in 1536, a Catholic priest, Father John Marriott, who although he was supposed to have become a Protestant, was still preaching the Catholic faith. Right. And so the the government, Henry VIII's government, took his took away his what was called a stipend, which was the money he was supposed to live on, and he couldn't exist. It sounds, on, like, it sounds like the sounds like I live on. No, to you you and me both, sunshine. Anyway. In the end, the man was starving to death, and he was so um, in, between, in between religions, if you know what I mean. He couldn't renounce the old faith. Um, he didn't want to take on the new faith. So he took himself to the top of the bell tower of St. Orkman's Church here in Derby, tied the bell rope around his neck and jumped and killed himself, Committed, committing, of course, suicide, self-murder, the worst crime you could commit in the eyes of God. And his ghost is still wandering around the churchyard because he <laughs> daren't move on. It's a fact, sir. It's a fact. It's a possibility. If you
0: can prove that any ghost is is there, then that's a fact, and declare it a fact, then uh, you're pretty good.
2: No, I'm I not. You, well, I'm, listen, not, giving I you, I'm not giving
0: you enough credit, evidently.
2: No, quite right. No, listen, I, I, you know, I you know, I believe in ghosts, Ron. Uh, I've seen one. I've seen one. In I mean, I'm, I'm in trepidation here now because I'm in I'm in Derby Jail. I'm sitting in the condemned cell of Derby Jail, which is. Haunted as as you can get, um, the amount of stuff that we have going on here in this in this jail, you wouldn't believe it. But also next door to me is the corridor where I saw a ghost at twenty past three on a Friday afternoon, in broad daylight. Wow, that's amazing. Oh no, come on! I mean, you remember here you're talking to Mister Mister Credible as as I was referred to on Most Haunted. Um, I've I I tick the normal boxes as you know before I before I even remotely consider the, the the very small chance that it could be paranormal, and I've ticked all of the normal boxes in the corridor where I saw my ghost, everything from smoke from the fire because we have a, a blazing fire burning here in in one of the day rooms um, where the prisoners were allowed out to work in the daytime. Um, it wasn't smoke from the fire. We have a kitchen here, obviously. Nobody had got the kettle on. It wasn't steam. Um, it wasn't the dishwasher, so there was no steam from, from that. Um, it wasn't a foggy day, so there was no fog coming down the stairs and along the corridor. Um, I've, I've ticked all the boxes, and I can only give you one explanation. I a saw a ghost at three past on a Friday afternoon. Really? I mean, it. we've even done, you know, Steve, Steve Parsons that we had on for, he was on. Those I do. Yes, bit. I, I like him. I Steve. thought he was uh, quite he's enjoyable. He's a great guy. He, he's, to be honest with you, he, he, you know, I I, um, I, really do respect Steve and his scientific approach to, to the paranormal. And Steve's been down here in Derby Jail with his, he's, he's created his own um, very special equipment for testing for infrasound. Really? Because that's that's the only other possibility being at this is a tunnel down here where the prisoners went out and up the steps to the gallows um, and obviously you can get oscillations of, from the wind blowing down um, and he's tested he's tested the tunnel with it and, and there's no there is no infrasound in there there is no um, no EMF being given off by a badly um, what's the word badly earth light switch or, or socket or you know, Honestly, Ron, there's 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 still the only one explanation, and it, and it, it was a ghost. Um, and I shall sort of literally take it with me to the grave because uh, it, it 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 sort of alters your outlook so much when you're talking to people, and they say, you know, I've seen a ghost, and when you can say, yeah, so have I, it, it really really alters your outlook and um, convince me beyond beyond all doubt that there is life after death, that the dead can return. Um, and it's nothing to do with my theories of, of recordings held in the fabric of the building. This was a, a, a spirit soul of, of a dead person. Um, not only did I see it, but I sensed it. You, you know how you have, you know, right. more, more, more than one sense often comes into play. Uh, no drop in temperature, no rush of air, no, no, nothing like that. I didn't smell it. Um, I didn't hear anything. Uh, I didn't feel anything, but I saw it, and and I also had this this strange sense of of it. Be, do you know what I mean? Being with me, you, you you know how you know if you're sort of say say you're standing in the kitchen, uh, you have got a carpet in the kitchen, and 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 someone walks in without without the door going, you know, in slippers, or the dog walks in on the carpet. You don't you don't hear them. You turn around. You, you you sense that there's someone there. It's the energy that you know we all give off. That's what I got with this this apparition that I saw you know I saw it and I sensed it and it it bothered me as you know because you know what I'm lying you're not a was I am as regards ghosts it's after <laughs> after Gettysburg don't you <laughs> but uh, yeah it was um, it was it was amazing it's the only thing ever that's that's happened to me down here in the I think it's 12 years that we've had Derby Jail now and it is the only I'm thinking about this very hard no, that's not true. That's not true. I had another extremely interesting um, experience down here. Obviously, this is the place where we, we do the Derby Jail ghost walk from, sort of three, four, five times a week sometimes. Uh, and in the good old days, uh, before Most Haunted, I used to do most of the ghost walks here. And, and I always um, I get dressed up as a jailer uh, with a, a, a wig, uh, some blacked-out teeth, tricorn hat, uh, jailer's coat, the the, the keys uh, that you heard jangling at the beginning of the programme, and um, a pair of old fashioned um, 18th century glasses. You know, little tiny glasses that fit on the end of your nose. Uh, real ones, you know, but I bought them from an antique shop. And I, I'll never forget that all of a sudden one night I was busily scratching, looking for my glasses, and they'd gone. Um, couldn't find them. And they were missing for at least three weeks, and that was it. I, I had to sort of make do with, with a pair of pretend plastic ones that that I, that I bought, bought from a joke shop. And I mean, they were quite valuable, um, 18th century antique. and wow. I'll be honest with you, we searched the building, upstairs, downstairs, in my lady's chamber, all around the area where I have a desk and a, and a quill pen and a candle, and when people come in for the ghost walk, we, I booked them in. Um, as the jailer you see and so we searched all around you know obviously I dropped them off the end of my nose you see or something like that. so we searched everywhere. Um, three weeks later, I walked into the jail one morning to I can't remember probably uh, raid the till from the night before when we had an event or, or something like that and lying <laughs> lying in the middle of the floor on the main entrance in, Was a pair of glasses? Those glasses. Interesting. Now, now the wrong. We must have had one hundred and fifty people to two hundred people come through that doorway up to the desk in the three weeks that those glasses were missing. They would have been smashed to pieces, trodden to bits, ground into the ground for want of a better word, and they were lying in the middle of the floor. And I can't explain it. But why, why were they lying there for me? You know what I mean? Why, why had they brought them back uh, for me to find? I, d- I don't know. There's definitely something in that. that. That was. It was impossible for them to have been lying there for that period of time. And there they were, totally unbroken, unmarked, in the middle of the floor. playing Well, I on. mean,
0: they do that for attention. You know that, right? Just those, they do, oh, and wow. yeah. And I, yeah.
2: The thing is, Ron, because I've got Eleanor with me, uh, Tonight again, because she's uh, got something to, to tell you in a few minutes. Hey, oh, hey, she, I mean, Eleanor and Chris are the are, are the resident uh, ghost hunting team here at Derby Jail. I mean, they can tell you some some tales I'm telling you about this place. Um, but we we, we have um, a guy that haunts this place who's probably the most, I don't know what the word is, notorious, prolific ghost that we have here. And his name is, is uh, Blythe Simpson. And he was the jailer here. From, Eleanor, I can't remember, 17... He was 33 years until 1793. Yeah, he was 33 years jailer at Derby Jail. He left the place in 1793, went on to... Well, his family went on to much greater things. They became very famous um, solicitors, uh, lawyers in Derby. Yeah, grandson was the under sheriff of, of, of Derby, so they were... Good Actually signed the death Warrant for the Three ringleaders Of England's last revolution In 1817 And they Those three guys uh, Spent their last night in this cell That I'm sitting in now The condemned cell And they were sentenced in 1817 to be hanged Drawn and quartered for high treason But they didn't do it They hanged them for half an hour Took them off the gallows, and beheaded them, one at a time. Dead, of course, in front of the jail. And so here in Derby we had the last revolution to take place in Great Britain, the last sentence of hanging, drawing, and quartering to be passed in in Great Britain, and the fascinating thing about it is that although they were dead, it was the last beheading to take place in Great Britain. Here in front of my jail, Derby Jail. How's about that, guys?
0: That's awesome. It is. I mean, mean, how
2: how long was it a jail? How many years? It was built in 1756 um, because we'd had a jail before. We had three county jails in Derby at one time or another. And the first jail... Um, was not far away from here, but was known as a vile, vile, stinking place built below the water level of a brook that runs through the centre of Derby. Oh, so nice. It was, well, it was wonderful. So basically, they, they, they relieved the overcrowding because every time it threw it down with rain and the brook rose, the overcrowding was relieved because the prisoners were drowned. Okay. In the future. In 1610, when the brook burst its banks... Three prisoners were actually drowned in their cells. And the jailer at the time wrote on his report, three of my prisoners drowned instead of hanged. As a matter, we also had in that jail uh, three Roman Catholic priests, um, caught for high treason, of course, for being Catholics, sentenced to be hanged, drawn and quartered. And they were hanged, drawn and quartered uh, on a bridge here in Derby in 1588. One week before the Armada set sail for um, for England to avenge to avenge the death of the Catholic Mary Queen of Scots, who'd be, been beheaded because of a plot from a man from Derby. You mean Bloody Mary? No, Bloody Mary was 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 Catholic, of course, and she was Queen of England uh, for four years, and she was the lady that had Protestants burnt at the stake. Her right. Second cousin, I think, was Mary Stuart, who was Queen of Scotland. Oh, Mary, okay. Queen of Scots. And she was um, actually thrown off, thrown off the throne uh, in, in Scotland and came down to England and threw herself on the mercy of her cousin, Queen Elizabeth. Now, Elizabeth was Protestant. Mary, Queen of Scots, was Catholic. And the Catholic world, and do remember, Ron, in the 1580s, that the vast majority of the world was still Roman Catholic. Right, Portugal, Spain, France. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, basically the, the Catholic world believed that Mary, Queen of Scots, should have been the Queen of England because Queen Elizabeth, I'll do this very slowly, Queen Elizabeth was the daughter of Henry VIII's second wife. Berlin So, of course, in the eyes of the Catholic world, Queen Elizabeth was illegitimate, and oh. the next in line, uh, the next in line for the throne, was her cousin, the Catholic Mary Queen of Scots, and she was an absolute thorn in the side of of, of Queen Elizabeth for seventeen years while she was imprisoned, mainly in Derbyshire, and she actually spent. Um, Two nights in Derby. One on the way in and one on the way out and was executed because of a, a man from Derby who was plotting to kill Queen Elizabeth. Fascinating story. You, you're you going to have to come to this. But, and just to take the stage, because the, you, the American listeners will love this, um, the founder of the Quaker movement, George Fox, was imprisoned in Derby jail. But not mine. It was the earlier one the foul stinking place with the water coming in. And sure. George Fox was imprisoned here in 1650 for blaspheming in Derby, Derby Cathedral. And he was imprisoned in Derby Jail, brought before the magistrates for blasphemy in Derby. And funnily enough, the magistrate was also the mayor of Derby at the time. And it was at the time of Oliver Cromwell and the Puritans and, and the Commonwealth. And the magistrate... Pointed at George Fox and said to him, "Ye should respect the word of Parliament and of the Commonwealth." And George Fox jumped to his feet and said, "And ye should quake at the word of the Lord." And then Fox wrote in his diary, "They called us Quakers at Derby."
0: Good stuff in it. Very good stuff. Uh, I mean. Uh... England is so cool, because there's, there's so many real neat stories in there. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I remember the uh, the Princes
2: of the Tower. You ever, do you remember yes. that one? Of course, absolutely right. Um, reputedly murdered by, by King Richard III, who was... That's um, the cool
0: part, it's reputedly, because
2: there was no public execution. No, 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 they, in fact, they didn't find their bodies... I think, don't quote me on this, I think till Victorian times, buried under some flagstones in the, I'm trying to think which tower it was, one of the, the white tower, I believe, at the Tower of London. But you see, Richard III wanted them out of the way, because one of the two princes, Edward, was the heir to the throne. But Richard richard was his uncle. So they they believe... There's every possibility that King Richard III could have had them smothered, murdered, and then their bodies hidden. But there's also another contender, and that was the uh, the Tudor king, the first Tudor king, Henry the Seventh, who won the Battle of Bosworth and had, and of course, Richard was was executed. So you see, the problem you've got is Ron that 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 history is always written by the victor. So everyone else, you know, is is blackened, you know. Is Robert E. Lee blackened by by Abe Lincoln? True. It's, it's right, isn't it? You know. So history's—that's that, the trouble. So we can never really get to the bottom of of who did what.
0: But uh, you know,
2: what's interesting,
0: Richard. You, you talk about that now. For instance, yeah. if you you talk about the Civil War, the American Civil War, if you uh, look at the, the way it's taught in the uh, the North, it's entirely different than the, the way it's taught. In the
2: south, I'm sure you're absolutely right. Yeah. Now I haven't visited the south yet, but I, I do intend to do that in the not too distant future because I'd love to come. But you're absolutely right, and it's, Ron, it's exactly the same in Scotland uh, and and England. Um, same in Wales and England. You know, history is taught in a in a totally different way because uh, obviously we we the English. Domin- and Ireland, of course, we 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 took over Ireland, we took over uh, Scotland, we took over Wales, uh, and we've written most of the history. But now things are changing. People are now, you know, r- what's the word I'm looking? Realising their their own, you know, their own countries, and and um, I suppose you could say rewriting history to a certain extent. But the fabulous thing about the business we're in, Ron, uh, you know this only too well, that that having credible mediums around us like obviously i've got here with eleanor and chris and, and you've got very much so with maureen we're almost finding out things that we never knew we're rewriting history right absolutely true enough. It? things it's that we absolutely. find out
0: you know i mean uh, i was recently on another radio show and um uh, they were going through our website, and we were talking about science, and and they really they took me to task on a lot of the science. They said that the, yeah. what we do is not really science, and this is not just me, but most other uh, ghost hunting groups as well, because yeah, yeah. it's not true science. Just because we have instruments doesn't make it science, mm-hmm. and uh, and certainly in some instances that are correct, but uh, yeah. you know it's it's really it's it's difficult to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To really, you know, say that. Well, let's let's look this way. First of all, most ghost hunting groups they're, they're they're not true paranormal uh, researchers, which is yeah, the difference I agree, a difference yeah, than than yeah. a paranormal investigator. In that yeah. they're more uh, investigating a place just to try to find out, uh, unravel something, whereas a, yeah. a researcher or if something researcher.
2: happens to them that night. Really, that's sort of right, night, exactly. That. Yeah, rather than, rather than the, the true, I mean, as I say, to me, one of the nearest, uh, as I say, you know, I, I do sing his praises, uh, um, you know, parascience, um, and, you know, um, Steve Parsons, I, I still believe that he he probably takes it as close as I've ever seen to to scientific investigation, like with his equipment for, you know. Well, so- Richard, you're
0: going to have to hold that because it's time for a break. You are listening to Talk Ghost Climbers at the Nationals. We'll be right back after the following messages on Net and Pararex, Ghost Channel and beyond.
1: Welcome to net radio with a cutting edge. Mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly, gooky. The Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. In your, your 2, Central, in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central, part of the Her Inside Network on toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites with more information on their passions and successes. First for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Deanna, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true with the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com.
0: We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Colix. If anybody wants to call in and ask a question, we are broadcasting live from the Derby Jail. The number here is Uh, Join us live in the Toginet chat room. I believe Richard, you're in there as well,
2: aren't you? Indeed. Chris is, yes, indeed. Chris is live. Yes, he's there. Yeah, never so good. We're getting interactive, Ron
0: interactive there you go we actually have now you actually have some breaking news of your
2: own talk about interactive don't you richard oh just a bit but listen i'm, go- I'm gonna put the guys on who's done it for me because basically um three it's been three years since RichardFelix.co.uk, uh my fan club um actually what's the word i'm looking for um disappeared for want of a better word Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you, it was run by two lovely ladies, uh, Debs and Daisy, and they they did a fantastic job. Uh, Things seemed to go pear-shaped, and all of a sudden it disappeared. And we've literally, uh, Chris and Eleanor have literally managed to buy it back a couple of days ago, three days ago, something like that? Um, Saturday evening. Saturday evening, and they've spent 18 hours out of the 48 hours setting up www.richardfelix.co.uk And I'm just going to put Alan on to tell you a bit more about it, mate. Excellent.
3: We've tried to actually get back the old format in a way, but we, we want to modernise it. There is a forum. We're trying to set it so it's set within regions so people within the areas of the UK can see what's happening in their area. But we want people to interact and fans and friends of Richard to come on and find out where he's up to and what he's doing.
0: Excellent. Now, uh, you'll definitely have to link up with the New England Ghost Project website uh, so that uh, the people that listen to this radio show can, uh, you know, get to it easily.
3: Yeah, no problem. We'll, what we'll do is we'll try and find that, get the, the link off your site from Richard and we'll put it on the links page. On the front page of Richard's site, there is. You can listen to him on a Tuesday on Toganet Radio. There's a link to the radio anyway.
0: Excellent, excellent.
3: So, Richard's fans can listen to him on the radio every Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Oh well, that means well, Julia well. can too, right?
2: Say that again, Ron. That means Julia can too, right?
3: Oh, yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. No, it's good. It's really, really quite exciting because as I say I've been without it for three years. Uh, we're going to have, we're going to put video footage up, stuff that people yeah. have never seen before. Uh, they managed to get all the, I don't know whether this is a good thing, all the old photographs back. Off the old website. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how many there are. So, you know, me me, and me Davy Crockett outfit, for a start, as a kid. Uh, all sorts of interesting uh, yes. pickies, to say the least. They're all, they're going to be back. Are they on yeah, the members? They're so, in the
3: members area, yes. Yeah, In the
2: members area, because people have to join. Well, it's free
3: it? to become a member, but we just want people's email addresses so we can send them a newsletter from you and yeah. keep in touch and yeah. we know where they are.
2: And the other fabulous thing is we're going to have a... The, the plan is to do do a blog,
3: yeah, a blog, and regularly chat. There'll be a chat room where we're hopeful to get you in as a guest to chat to you about. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. So, Ron, yeah, well, it's all extremely exciting. Uh, been a long time away, um, and I'm, you know, I'm really because cool I mean, obviously, we've got sort of five thousand plus um, friends on Facebook, and when I, did, I didn't realize you can't have any more than 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 five thousand. No. And sure. So I presume we can can we redirect people? We're
3: going to redirect them tonight. We'll post it on your Facebook tonight.
2: Right. When we get back. So basically, tonight is the official launch on Ghost Chronicles of www co uk. So I'm, I'm excited. To say the least. As yes, well, you should be. I mean, it's, uh, access is important in our
0: business that uh, people can uh, you know go to a place where they can find out what's going on with us, what's going on uh in their area and, and uh to uh, communicate with uh, us as well so i mean that's extremely
2: important yeah yeah no, i'll tell you what i can do with from you sometime my friend some of the pickies some of the pictures uh from 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 uh you know the three Kitty? weeks uh, tour um, oh god bless, and bless that's, us that's <laughs> awesome. and and the gettys any gettys but and, and that footage uh which i've never seen yet of course of of me um, being touched by a Union soldier on on um, um, at Gettysburg. Well, there is no footage of there, is there? I thought there was. I thought we got some um, on your camera. I, I thought we we've, I'm sure we filmed something that happened up there um, on your little camera while we were up there in the rain. I'm pretty sure there was.
0: I think uh, all I have is audio, but I'm not quite sure what's available. Oh, there is some footage. Yes, there is a little bit. There but, is, uh, some, and the
2: audio of what happened, of course.
0: Well, the audio is extremely difficult because of the cicada uh, bugs that were up there, which are oh yeah a oh, little yeah. loud.
2: Yes, of course. But anyway, any you know, that sort of stuff we'll be able to put on the on the site for people Excellent. to to, uh, to listen to, which would be you know quite good because I've never seen it, but I think we have got some footage. Uh, and some pickies, If there's any pictures of you know when we were down at Daniel Lady Farm and that sort of stuff, uh,
0: we absolutely do. I believe that, that Laura just sent us uh, uh, CDs. I have not looked at them yet, but uh, oh. we certainly can go through them because I mean that was uh, quite the trip. I mean uh, for both of us, I thought it was quite interesting. Uh,
3: one of
2: one of the. I'll be honest with you, I'm not being patronized. Until but one of the uh, one of the the events of my life that was. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody can ever take away from me what, what, we, what we did, where we went, and and, and what, what a good time we had as well. Amazing. Yeah, I, I know Julia will never forget it. No, oh, I know she won't. Just <laughs> with you in the bathroom.
0: Oh, dear. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was
0: something. That was good. But anyway, so, uh, you are in Derby Jail, and, uh, yes. w- w- I'm sure that you're going to be posting stuff from the Derby Jail in here. And anyway, what's also good is when we do these remote, uh, locations, that yes. we'll be able to put pictures of them on the website so that when people are listening to the show, either live or when they're on their, of course, they're um, archived on iTunes as well, they can actually yes. go to the website and, and see where you are and, and so yes. forth. So I, I, I find that part of it, uh, most interesting.
2: Yeah, that's so good. I mean, did you get the pic, you know, when we did the Dolphin um, Pub the other week, did you get some pictures of, I think you did, didn't you, some pictures uh, on the site of-, of the old Dolphin, you know, the timber frame building and that sort I of I believe there was
0: uh, some mentioned uh, in the chat room. Really? That's great.
2: So, again, every time we do this, because we, we do intend to do it more, um, and, and one of the places we're looking at doing, which is really exciting, is, is some haunted woods that we have not far from Derby. Uh, oh, really? well, basically, we've just got to make sure that Chris and Eleanor can get me live uh, on Skype in the woods. We
3: can at the gate of Canfield Hall. We tested it at the week.
2: Oh, really? Well, they've tested the gates of Canfield Hall, uh, which is this, the most haunted building in Derbyshire. Um, all we've got to do now is get into the woods and see if they can actually get a live link from the haunted woods because we're, we're talking of, of, of a place that was actually all that's... Probably left of the original Sherwood Forest, Robin Hood Country. Really? Uh, medieval, oh yeah, and as haunted as, as you can get. Uh, I can even go to the tree where where a guy committed suicide, hanged himself from the tree. You
3: can do that
2: on your own. Yeah, I can oh, They don't want to do that. And he's <laughs> there, still wonders. I and mean, it's really quite good. Really. Ron, I'm just going to put Eleanor on because she's going to explain a little bit about this guy that that haunts Derby Jail, one of the many, but also the guy that he haunts me as well. Doesn't he, Eleanor?
3: He certainly does. Richard has a bad habit of standing in this jail saying, this is my jail and I run it. And I'm afraid Mr Simpson doesn't like that very much and takes great pleasure in making Richard suffer as much as possible for saying that. But it's not only Richard. Anybody that doesn't show respect to him... He, will, he, ha, he, he has been known to push them around, to grab them. The first time I ever spent a night here, he ended up grabbing me and trying to pull me into the cell because I've had stomach surgery. And if I'd survived being hungry and quartered, I've got the scars that I, I would have had. So he decided I belonged here and tried to drag oh, me wow. into the cell. Wow. Whoa. I don't think Richard knew that one. No, I didn't. <laughs> that, I didn't know that. Before. That was nine years ago, past Halloween, that happened. He tried to drag me into the cell. Gosh. I had a scar on my arm for three years, and three years to the day later, it disappeared. Wow. Now, now Ellen, I want you to tell
0: us a little bit about yourself, because uh, I know we've had you on the show before, but uh, in case we have any new listeners.
3: I Myself and my husband, Chris, are actually, we actually help Richard run Derby Jail. We do a lot of events with him. We've got our own paranormal team, and we go all over as well. But from children, we've both seen and had experiences and we, I say, I'm either psychic or psychotic. I'm not sure which.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I haven't killed yet. But we we go all over. We we actually, when we do get information, we then try and go out and find out why there is a lady in grey there, why there's a monk in that room, and find out if it's, if it could happen we've got a nun that comes to the jail. Now we started researching and we found records of that this area used to be near the cemetery for the nunnery. Okay. So that's possibly why there is a nun walking around here because she, if you ask her if she's associated with the jail, her answer is no. But from what we can make out from people talking to her when she's come through not only to myself but other mediums, she used to haunt the jail when it was a jail trying to help the prisoners and trying to console them and take them over when they died.
0: Oh, so she was like a uh, a chaplain to the
2: jail type of thing?
3: But she was dead. She died oh. when it was a nunnery. She died about g-
2: 15, blatties, fifteen, twenties. 20s, you know, because they were disordered. Oh, so she, she used, to, to. She used to, to console the
0: the prisoners from the other side?
3: Yes, wow. yeah. She, she used to come and try and console them as a spirit, to help them go over. Oh, she's, she's a fascinating person, and some of the stories she has come through and told not only us, but other people. And the way Chris and I work, it's actually the public themselves that are doing it. We don't touch anything, and they, they have a lot more personal experiences.
2: You see, Ron, when when Chris and Eleanor conduct seances, uh, Ouija boards, table tilting, glass it, all of these things... They personally don't go on the table or or on the Ouija board. Oh, really? Uh, no, 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 this is, I mean, I, I we, we, we have a table here uh, in Derby Jail, which Chris and Eleanor bought, funnily enough, again, from an antique shop. They call it Table. That's it, it's called Table. And I have seen that table walk upstairs, right? I, you, you would never believe what this table does to me. But the fascinating thing is that you'll never, ever see Chris or Eleanor with their fingers on the table. So we know they're not moving it. We know that it's spirit that's, that's moving the table. But there are times when I, may, it may maybe in here in Derby or, or one of the events we do, because table comes with us wherever we go. And usually Mr. Simpson, Blythe Simpson, actually comes through the table, for want of a better word, when I'm on another location, and I, I've seen it not working very well till Chris comes in the room, and he almost, it's as if he's a lion tamer and he's got a whip, and as he cracks the whip and starts talking to the table, Ron, I swear, it, it starts to move. It, it, its its I can only describe him as like a lion tamer. It's almost like their baby, and they, they control it. Well,
0: wouldn't, it that, wouldn't that? Well, well, let me let me go. Wouldn't someone say that that is psychokinetic energy, and that you know that that they are the truly the ones that are moving the table uh, as yeah. much as uh, Poltergeist activity occurs?
2: Could be because I you know me, I'm a great believer in in the power of us. The, you know, you know what, what we we can't prove that spirits are moving the table, but don't you find that even so that's paranormal? Oh, Talk absolutely. I mean, I'm not arguing
0: that point at all. I mean,
3: I, no, I find that... But yes, but I agree
2: with you. There is a possibility. Look, Eleanor may say different. I mean,
0: what do you it think? There's
3: a possibility, but on occasions I've asked a question and got an answer that I wouldn't have given. No. That isn't the answer I knew. And then when I've researched it, i found the answer I've got is true. Mm. So well, yeah. it, it, it frightens me on occasion when I don't get the answer that I'm expecting, and the answer I knew turns out to be true.
2: Yeah, they are. So again, it can be, it could well be a, a third... Third party, for want of a better word, that is coming through this table, but what we don't know. The power
3: of the mind. I don't know. I don't know whether it's our minds helping move it or not. I've got. Th- that's why we're researching. Mm,
0: exactly right. You know the, the interesting part. I mean, we have done so many experiments before. And for instance, uh, we might have a uh, uh, a glass swirling uh, experiment or something, and we'll have people who are. Non believers, even, and go on it. And at the beginning, nothing will happen too much. And then we actually, uh, Maureen and I, when we do this together, we actually go around and we put our hands on someone's shoulders and give them kind of like a, a jump start, like a battery charger. Yes. And then after that, they seem to work fine. So it, maybe they just need that little extra oomph. And maybe, uh, you and, and, uh, Chris are, are somewhat of a uh, battery charger.
3: Well, we are physical mediums. We do cause physical things to happen. So you could be right there. We cause apparitions to appear in middle of seances and weird things to happen. So you are possibly right. Us being there does help things move.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: it's, it, it's, so in- it's so interesting. We, we went out with another group, uh, Tony from NPI, NEPI, and I introduced them to Glass Swirl. And, and, you know, they all said, oh, Ron's moving and Ron's moving and everything. Well, you know, finally around 3 o'clock in the morning, it wrapped up. I had a two-hour ride home, so Ron Jr. was with me, and we we headed on home. And then uh, the next day, uh, I get a message from them on Facebook, and they had actually done the glass
2: swirling by themselves, and lo and behold, it worked. Hmm, interesting, isn't it? So in other words, they then knew that it wasn't you. Exactly. See, same thing happens with, I mean, most haunted. Uh, the, The number of events that i was programs that i was on when when the table would work so well or the glass would move so well if i was doing it uh because you see i i am not i don't believe that i'm i'm certainly not psychic i'm certainly not mediumistic uh, but i could well be sensitive to the subject in other words i've done the research so i think i often know who i may well be talking to on the table. In other words, I know you know someone committed suicide in this room, so I think it could well be their ghost. So, and I think sometimes their spirit or soul does come through. But so, that, so in other words, I'm saying it works well for me. But I always make sure that while the table's moving or the glass is swirling, I take my hand off. And I say, right. Oh guys, I remember
0: that at uh, uh, like Gettysburg, I and I thought that was good. That was part of the experiment. I thought that was extremely, uh, you know, like a, a scientific twist to it.
2: That's right, because, you see, the person to gain from it moving is me. Or, you know, if they're paying me for a night, you know, then obviously, you know, I want them to have a good time, so it could be me that's moving it. So, by t- as you've said, taking my hand off the table, taking my finger off off the, the glass, hang on, it's still moving. So it's not Richard that's moving it. It's not Chris. It's not Eleanor, you know, and that's how it should be. And the same with you, you know, it moved after you'd gone. Right.
0: Now we actually have a, a message in the chat room, a question from Gail, and she says, Does Richard or Ron get audio messages while glass swirling? So I'll I'll give
2: that to you, Richard. God audio not Audio, audio messages. No. Did you say audible? Audio. Audio, audio. No. no
0: sound, audio sound, do you hear do you hear audio message means sound messages or do no. you uh, you know hear a spirit, do you hear anything while doing the glass swirling, I guess?
3: No,
2: I never have. But, I, you know, as I have just said, I don't consider myself to be in any way psychic or, or mediumistic, uh, but possibly sensitive to the subject. The only response I ever get is movement from the glass that moves. But the fascinating thing is that I often find that when I'm thinking of a question, the glass moves before I've even said it. Because again, it's all you know. It's all within the mind that things are happening, and that I often happen. That, but no, never, ever, ever for me have I ever heard anything or seen anything while I've been doing it. But Eleanor may tell me different.
3: I think you are possibly hearing things because you know what question to act, ask next, and it wouldn't be one you were normally thinking of. Right. You have to me. You have been running tables, and you suddenly you feel an empathy with what who yes, you're speaking to. Yes, I do. Which is why they'll talk to you because you show them respect yeah. and feel empathy with that's them. That's very true. Now, there are occasions when all of a sudden you'll change tack and ask a, totally, a question totally off ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's come true. from somewhere. Yeah, it's
2: yes, indeed. So, in other words, although I don't hear it with my ears, I'm hearing it with, <laughs> with my receiver.
0: Yeah. You're in a, you're, in a, you're in a, uh,
2: receiver. i right? in her ear, my, 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 my receiver in my, in my computer, in my head, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, and I, I must tell you, a few months ago, I did a charity event down um, south, and there was a medium on it um, who I, I was not at all happy with. Uh, without saying any more than that, was showing um, total and utter disrespect for. What what spirit he believed was in the room, and was actually using. Well, there's only no, no one no. word for it: bully boy tactics. Um, and I, mean, it re- I I was you know it's the closest I've ever been to walking out on an event in my life. Really, and I was, I was, and he was talking to a a, a powder a powder monkey, a young young, a very young. Guy, lad, that obviously you know the powder monkeys on ships and that sort of stuff that went, you know, little boys went down to fetch the gunpowder and, and bring it back up and that sort of stuff. And he right. was earthbound in, in this fort, and um, he was giving he was giving him some grief. I mean, it was it was not what I'd ever want to see again. And I was I got my hand on the glass, and I was absolutely willing this young lad not to talk because. Because it, it, he was not being given respect, and I mean I couldn't believe it, wrong Because the glass stopped moving completely, and then someone said, "Go on, Richard, you have a go." And I, I sort of, and I took over, and I said, "Before I say any, anything else to you, young man, can I just tell you something that I only come here in respect for you? I mean you no harm. We're not frightened of you." Uh, and I hope that in no way are you frightened of us, but I I only come here in respect, and I'd love to know, wow, the glass started to go, and I'm thinking, yes! Absolutely unbelievable. And again, that's all we we need to show. These were human beings that that once lived on this this, uh, earth. They still are. They're bodiless human beings, basically. Correct. Yeah, and they deserve the respect that we would show to a living person. Now, I... I, I,
0: What's interesting, and I don't know if you do it, but a couple of years back, uh, Byron Jackson from Haunted Devon came over, and we were at the Lizzie Borden house, and he showed me with the glass swirling, which was an interesting scientific experiment, is that, like, for instance, if you went to somebody's house, and you started glass swirling, you would have that person in the house say, "Uh, can you show us where St. Mark's Cathedral is? And Of course, if you were not from the area, you wouldn't know, but the glass would point to the direction you would ask, is this where it was? And, and nine out of ten times it would be yes. I fo- found
2: that very scientific uh, in itself. Very good. Yeah. Quite an interesting uh, little uh, experiment. But uh, as I say, you know, they just, I mean, I tell you what I always refer to. Um, uh, it's a little bit like if you, if you go into a shop, this is a, the same as the spirit, you know, if you go into a shop and, and the, the person in the shop, the keeper or whoever it is, treats you with with disrespect and tries to physically push you out of his shop, you'll fight back. You'll you'll punch him on the nose or something like that, and then walk out. Well I believe it's exactly the same as spirits. You know, spirits that are occupying your house or your building for whatever reason, possibly because they still believe it to be theirs, don't need to be, you know, bell book and candle, be gone, evil demon, and that you know, they don't need that. They need the respect that that all human beings um, want and, and social spirits, and so I think that's sometimes why people get repercussions um, when they're dealing disrespectfully, for want of a better word, to a spirit that, for whatever reason, believes it's still to be his domain, her domain, her house, or whatever. Yep. And you know, that's why you know that's why I'm not a great believer in exorcisms, of course. Right. Now we
0: also have another question from Diane in the chat room. If anybody wants to call in and ask a question, of course they can call in at 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. Uh, Diane asked, can, can ghosts hurt you if you disrespect them?
2: Uh, that's interesting. That's all my well, I mean that's what I'm almost what I'm now saying. Um, same thing as a guy that you push him out the shop, you punch on the nose and then go to another shop. Um and I believe that that the same thing could happen um, with because, you know, me, Ron. I'm, I'm so much a not a believer in, in evil spirits as such. And I believe that most most ghosts are very nice, just the same as most people are, are very nice. But you treat them with in the wrong way. And I believe that they can treat you back in the same way. But uh, what would, Eleanor? What do you think? It
3: takes a lot of energy to do it, so if you, you've got to push them real hard. But yes, they can, because one of your ghostwalk guides quit because Blythe pushed him into the museum. Oh yeah, he flew this across. Was da- uh,
2: Dominic. Wasn't yeah,
3: it? he flew across really? the museum because he was he was being disrespectful and swearing and yeah. calling Blythe, and yeah. he pushed him that hard. He hit the wall at the back and quit and
2: left us. He was a good guy. He was a good guide as well. But but uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a non believer. You know
0: what's interesting, too, is, is uh, in, in our book once again, is we were re- reading uh, about the uh, Kirkland, uh, what is that place? Mackenzie, the Poltergeist, Mackenzie. Oh, the Mackenzie
2: Poltergeist.
0: Right, where people on the ghost tour were actually uh, uh, physically yeah. attacked, I guess is the word. Yeah. Uh, is it it was definitely discomfited by them,
2: knocked unconscious. By, yeah. by, by spirits in that, yeah. So it, it can happen. It can. I mean, we were, again, I, I, you see, the problem I have, again, is that, that it's now such a well-known uh, story, phenomena, call it what you will, but I, I wonder how much of it, again, can be psychosomatic because people expect it to happen to them. And before you know it, wow, they've gone down on the floor, they've fainted. Uh, Interesting. I can't explain the, the, the marks, the scratch marks, the wheel marks, and the bruises that some people get. Uh, but it is a well-known phenomenon. I mean, we be, we did it. Chris and Eleanor and myself have, have done it, yeah. done Greyfriars Churchyard. Mm-hmm. It's it's an unbelievable place. It, it's one of my, to be honest with you, one of my favourite uh, hauntings.
3: I'd like to spend the night
2: there. Yeah, I would love spend the night but the problem we have is that it's right in the center of edinburgh it, it's a very scary graveyard i'll tell you something with skull and crossbones on the on the tombstones and it, it's good but there are houses all around it and nobody's allowed to be in there after 12 o'clock mm-hmm. which and is did, did so- most heart ever do that uh, uh no, no, again you see because they can't spend the night there oh, they they definitely uh, they're definitely uh, uh adamant on that Oh, absolutely, totally, and utterly adamant. And we we done a we did an event there in the in the in some of the tombs um, for Ghost Fest in Edinburgh. I did it t- two years ago, I think it was. And um, again, we had to be out by by twelve o'clock. We started at uh, it was it was May May time. It was I think we started about nine o'clock, and we got you know we managed to get three hours in the dark in there, and it was it was great. But for me, it's it's one of the best places. I'm um, I, I, I would you see not only is, is it extremely haunted, but there's, it, it's very scary. And the actual original Mackenzie tomb, which you can't go in, this is the real one with his body still in it, is actually behind the oh god, wrong behind these big wooden um, metal-studded doors, and then you go into this this this. Scariest of scary tombs with a dome on it. And then you go down underneath. We're talking Dracula, Hammer House, right. horror stuff. And down there is Mr. Mackenzie still in his coffin. But there no, I, other under,
0: I understand that that tomb has been broken into. And, uh, and he was actually disrespected his, his body. They took his head off. Yeah, that would be disrespectful, I would think. Yeah.
2: And the guy that I, guy, guy that I know uh, very well that runs um, the, the, the ghost tours... Around um, Jan, his name's Jan, he's a great guy, and, and he uh, runs lots of the ghost tours around the, the, the graveyard. He was actually in the graveyard and he caught, he did a rugby tackle on one of these lads that had pinched the head, and brought him to the ground, and the head went rolling across the graveyard. Oh my God. Oh, I mean, he caught it, he got it back. And, and oh, that's he's, good. they've actually got a photograph of the police have got it because he obviously took it to the police, and the, 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 the head. Is, is the body is, is still mummified and it's still got a golden earring in one of the earlobes on Mister Mackenzie's head, and they've now put it back in there. That I mean, that is one hell of a scary place. And one day, one day, because you, you do know how frightened I am. Mm-hmm. I think that is probably could be the scariest place on earth to be put for the night alone.
0: We also have a, a uh, tomb here in uh, New England uh, in. Um Uh, what's the name of that cemetery oh god I can't think of it it's in Newburyport anyways and it has been broken into several times through the years and the same thing has happened I know that originally the the corpse were propped up and uh, the the intruders played cards with them they stole their clothes Mm -hmm. they poured liquor down their throat and uh, you know but this has happened time and time over the years so why this particular grave isn't that interesting
2: how strange. I mean, again... But you, you know, know what? We've yeah. run out of time, Richard. Oh, no, listen. this is it. We're going to have to have a two-hour programme on. It's no good. Uh, yeah. Anyways, really, uh, no. We, will, we, we will have uh, Karen O'Keefe on next week. So we'll have to have yeah, a couple so questions. I'm speaking to my mate here, and I've not spoken to him for a long time. And so remember, I, Ron, if on.
1: anybody wants to
2: join the fan club, www.richardfelix.co.uk. See you there. Bye.
1: In the night. Cheers, Ron. Bye-bye. Deliver us. Good lord. Have you ever dreamed of working?